Hi, I'm your host, Christina Smith, and I'm a full-time life coach for women. The Inviting Shift podcast focuses on how we can step through this messy journey of life confidently so we can feel good about how we show up, have more connected, deeper relationships, and have more purpose and meaning, or in short, how we manifest the lives we crave in practical, tangible ways. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the top three confidence busters. You know, all of those blocks that we run into when we want to move forward on our goals, dreams, or passions. These are the things that we do naturally. So if you feel yourself finding these very familiar and you know these ways of sabotaging yourself, you are not alone. I've personally been stopped by each of these before and even still experience them when I do new things like starting a podcast. So I've experienced each just in the last few months and I will share with you how I kept them from becoming so big that they stopped me. So let's just take a moment to ground and set the mood, if you will. So if you can safely do so, please close your eyes. And either way, take a few breaths. Just breathe in. and Let it out and feel yourself getting grounded. Feel yourself becoming heavier and more present. Clear any mental distractions. Loosen up any tension. Now think of one of the last times you were about to start something new, whether you felt successful in the end or not. It might have been a big transition in your life, a new goal, a new degree, or you had to learn something new for your career, or maybe even start dating again. You probably had great visions of what you wanted. Just imagine that what you thought it might look like when you first imagined it. What could love look like? What would those new skills bring you? What would this transition feel like? Maybe freedom, accomplishment, joy, peace. And then we went to work on that vision. We might have had to learn new ways of doing things. We might have had to take that first scary step and face our fears of committing to something and following through. Even if it didn't stop you, there was probably a conflict happening within. Because scary things can set off alarm bells in our heads. Our ego gets scared and starts explaining why staying small and in the comfort of not growing is better. So just notice the messages that came up to sabotage you. How is your brain trying to convince you that you shouldn't move forward? Hopefully you've gotten a couple of those messages and feel into them. What does it feel like when a part of you wants to move forward? and another part wants to stay where you are. Great. Take a deep breath. We're not there anymore. You can open your eyes if you like. 
Take note of those messages and feelings as we talk about confidence busters. See if they relate to one of these ways that we sabotage ourselves. Back in episode one, we define confidence as a skill in which you move forward knowing that you might get it wrong. Confidence is a skill. It's how we choose to have courage so that we can walk with our fear. It's something each of us can hone. It's not a natural talent for most of us. When we employ confidence, what we'll find is that blocks, conflicts, or major challenges are going to come up within us. We'll choose to cave to them or we'll move forward anyway. When we move forward anyway, we are building and honing our confidence and our resilience. Of course, we might get it wrong, but we won't learn or grow if we stay where we are. Some of us won't even survive. So we have to move forward, even in discomfort. One of my favorite quotes, and I've said it before, but I want to repeat this. It's by Dr. Susan David. Discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. Discomfort is a natural part of our humaning. We can't escape it, especially if we want to grow or become a better version of ourselves. We're going to get it wrong sometimes, and that is okay. What we can do is see the ways our brains wants to shut us down so that we can be prepared, even normalize the internal conflict instead of panicking when it happens. So let's get to these confidence busters. I know you're going to find them so familiar. The first one is this ever popular idea of imposter syndrome. It's so common a term. I heard an eight-year-old talking about it the other day, which just about broke my heart. I think it's crap. I mean, don't get me wrong. The feeling and the thinking behind what happens, but when we label something like this, it's like manifesting an out. When we say we have imposter syndrome, some of us can give up because it feels like a label will never outgrow. We are saying we are an imposter, a fake It's okay that we feel that way, but we can easily reframe it or say, I like to say, re-perspectivize it. We don't feel like a pro. We feel like an amateur, like we are still learning because we are. That's the point. But we don't look at a three-year-old trying to tie laces and say, ah, you're just an imposter. We don't look at a teenager helping mom with littles and say, you're an imposter, not a real parent. It would seem absurd. And why? Because they're still learning. They aren't expected to get it perfect or right the first try. They are meant to bumble and fumble because it's new to them. They've never done it before. Calling ourselves imposters just makes us feel fake. And I don't jive with faking it till you make it either. Let's be real. We are learning. It's going to feel unfamiliar and we're going to bumble. If we were experts, it wouldn't be challenging or a growth experience, and we probably wouldn't have fear. Growing and learning is uncomfortable. If we can accept this, that it's almost always going to feel this way, we can see past this label that can stop us from moving forward because we fall on the first, on the first few tries. So learning is part of the growth So discomfort will always be part of the equation. Combat this by correcting your statements and expectations. 
I am learning and it's going to take me longer than I want. It's going to be more uncomfortable than I want. This is normal. Growth is uncomfortable. You might also need to remind yourself that discomfort isn't unsafe. It's just uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for some of us to get it wrong. It's uncomfortable to look like we don't know what we're doing. It's uncomfortable to keep moving forward even when we feel uncertain. None of these things are usually unsafe. For the most part, of course, there are some goals that include physical safety that we can take a little bit more seriously. But for the most part, growth isn't unsafe. It's just super uncomfortable. Let's remember, we all struggled with shoelaces once and figured it out. And now we don't even think about it. It's comfortable because we repeated it over and over and over again. That's the same with whatever growth you're going through. So we'll change that feeling of impostering to a feeling of learning. It opens us up rather than shutting us down. For me, it takes the feeling from fake to something or someone who's excited to grow. Let's see how it changes your perspective. And let me know if you have been using the imposter syndrome as words in your vocabulary. I'd love you to change it. And I love mail. So send me a message and let me know if anything happens by changing impostering to learning. Okay. We're going to move on to the second confidence buster. And this is a big one, especially for some reason with women, we love to do this, comparing ourselves to others. Oh, we love this, don't we? Especially with Facebook and Instagram, it's become so easy to compare our lives, our looks, our likes, our popularity. And in our DNA, comparing was super important. When finding a mate, we wanted to be the strongest and likely and most likely to procreate those babies, right? We compared ourselves to others to ensure that we would be picked to reproduce. But in today's world, we have so much more to compare ourselves to. Before the internet and even the TV, we had limited amount of people to compare ourselves to. Now we're unlimited. And the comparing creates some truly devastating problems. We start double guessing ourselves. We find people who do everything better, sooner, faster, more perfect. For me, when I was depressed, I would tell my husband, I just wasn't enough because I felt like a failure. I was going to school. I was working full time, raising a son while trying to be an awesome new wife. And I knew I was failing at everything. Have you ever felt that way? Of course we all have. When we get down in the muck, nothing seems right. But how were all those other people getting it so perfect? What about those other women who run companies, raise children, and basically show up as superheroes in almost every aspect of life? The thing is, they aren't, or they're sacrificing themselves. That day, my husband asked me, who, Christina, who is getting all of the things right? And I thought about it. And I thought about it. And every time a woman came to mind, I realized the more I knew about them, there was always something that wasn't quite working. Like, 
One woman who I had thought just had a super life. She was a leader in her company. She had a great husband. She went to a lot of fundraisers. She had the perfect daughter whom she spent time with and had a great relationship. She went on vacations and on and on. She really did it all. When I got to know her better, I saw her schedule one day. Every minute from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. was scheduled. There was color blocking and notes, even her hobbies and every project had a perfect place on her calendar. While that might work for her, just looking at her schedule made me, well, a little nauseous. And that is not how I wanted to live my life. That felt incredibly icky and shackling to me. I even tried for a bit, but it certainly was not for me. What I did learn was that my journey and my experience of life is different. Comparing myself to others, especially their Instagram lives, was only keeping me depressed. Because if we really look, we can find someone who is doing better than us in at least one area of our lives. We don't see the whole package, what they have to go through to get there, the choices that don't fit for us, even privileges we might not have had. You are seeing your raw version and comparing it to the Instagram version of their lives. It's not fair. To compare ourselves fair to others fairly, we'd have to find someone who grew up just like us, shares the same experiences, the same DNA, the same physicalities, the same socioeconomic background, having the same schooling, the whole journey. It's just impossible. So while it is normal for us to do this, it's not helpful. When we are about to compare ourselves to other people, what I'd love you to choose is to compare yourself to a you a year ago or five years ago. The important thing is that we're growing. It does not matter if it takes us longer or it looks different than other people's journeys. It can feel good with our growth or how we handle things differently than we once did. We can show up confidently. Why? Because we're focused on the one thing we can change, ourselves. So have some compassion and love for yourselves. We aren't here to win the best humaning competition. We're here to care for our own well-being and be the best human we can be. Trying to compare or imitate others isn't the path that will lead us there. Stop comparing and despairing. You might just unlock more of your magic and gifts. You might even see that some of your flaws also bring gifts. So we covered the first two confidence busters, imposter syndrome and comparing. Right after this message, we'll go to the one that I know everyone has been through. This podcast has been sponsored by Christina Smith Coaching. If you have been listening and you're wondering what areas do you have confidence in, then I want you to be able to figure out what are your superpowers when it comes to archetypal energies. So you can go right now to a link around here somewhere or christina-smith.com slash superpower quiz and find out what are your superpowers and how you can balance them. So you'll have a whole little guide of how to get more confidence in more areas of your life. So go to the superpower quiz now. Okay, ready? Here's the third confidence buster. We're waiting to feel like it or until we know enough. 
We're waiting to feel like it or until we know enough. There are several ways this shows up. I have a client that had never moved forward because she just didn't feel it was right. Now I'm all into listening to your intuition and your inner wisdom, of course, but there are certain times when we have to slow down or pause and we tend to confuse that with fear. Feeling fearful doesn't have to stop us. In fact, some of the most exciting things are going to come with a ton of fear. So fear isn't a reason not to move forward. It's just a normal part of humaning. You can go back to episode four about more about fear. But what I want you to know about fear is fear is healthy. Let's go back to safety versus comfortable. Most of the things we are going to come up against aren't safety issues. They are comfort issues. Will I mess up and have to start again? Will I waste my time? Will I embarrass myself? These are uncomfortable. These are not safety issues. Remember the ego in part trying to keep us safe because we don't run into many safety issues in life. It's just way out of whack with what is safe versus comfortable. That's right. Our ego is out of whack with what is safe versus comfortable. Discomfort is just a hard thing and we can do hard things. It's the only way that we grow. I have another client who has spent her life learning. She learned so many different skills, but she never claims any of those skills. She doesn't start the actual practice of what she's learned. She's always searching for one more course that'll make her feel like she is prepared enough to show up boldly and claim her title. But if she never chooses to practice, she'll never claim who she wants to be. And I'm not against education, but at some point, you just have to start. Even if you're starting scared, and now that, yes, I am going to make mistakes, and I will be okay, and that's called learning. That's what we want to say to ourselves. Of course, we wouldn't want a surgeon practicing or okay with making mistakes on the regular, but most of us aren't doing something as sensitive as surgery. We're just afraid that we won't succeed on our first try or that we'll mess up something. Accept that you will. Accept that it's part of the process. It'll make your life easier, I promise. One of the most popular problems I hear when people are going to start something is, quote, I'm waiting for the motivation. Look, motivation, she don't always show up. We can dream about the unvision, but once we think about the number of steps it might take or see all of what needs to happen, we can get a little put off. Then we sit around hoping that motivation will just show up one day. But that's not how it works. Sometimes, most of the time in my case, I have to start. And then as the first task or two is done, I feel a little motivation momentum. We don't always get motivation. Waiting for it is just wasting time and we usually don't feel good about ourselves while we wait. We might even try shaming ourselves for not getting started, which just makes it harder for us to start because we're telling ourselves that we aren't enough to start. 
So we're not going to wait for motivation. What we can do instead is break down the starting steps into bits that seem doable. If I have a cluttered home, um, I can clean one corner, one area. I can put 30 minutes in. I can get one small step done and then another. That's it. Once you see some progress, you might be more motivated, but we'll never feel it if we're just waiting. So you don't have to feel like it to know more. You just need to start. You can learn more as you go and the whole way you will be building and honing true confidence, that true skill of confidence. When we realize that confidence is a pattern of action, not a good feeling, uh, I can do this problem kind of feeling, we can manifest confidence. We can practice the skill of starting, not knowing if it will work out the way that we want. So to wrap up the three confidence busters, one, we are not imposters. It is okay to make mistakes. That's how we learn and grow. Number two, we only compare ourselves to ourselves. Comparing ourselves to others is like comparing apples to oranges. We don't have the same gifts, magic, journey, experiences. Three, we move forward even with fear. Even when we feel we have to learn every detail ahead of starting or we think we need motivation. So now think back to that grounding we did at the beginning. Are any of these familiar to you? What else might have come up that I didn't talk about? I'd love to hear your feedback. Leave a comment, send me a message. And remember, confidence is a skill, a skill that we can learn and tune into. So if confidence doesn't feel natural, don't worry. It certainly wasn't for me. It's not a natural skill. It's something we work at, and I promise you, it's worth it. When we are confident, we can laugh at ourselves. We can learn anything or try anything. We can do the things that feel really hard and important. We can feel good about ourselves even when we fail. I promise. I hope this was helpful. Let us know. Hey, beautiful human. Just one more quick thing before you go. Thank you so much for hanging on there. I'd love to hear what you want to learn about or what you're struggling with. If you're feeling stuck, maybe you have struggles in relationships, not sure where you should go next, struggling with purpose or meaning in your life, tell me all about it and I will reply. May even use it in a show anonymously if you choose, of course. Please write to me by clicking on the contact button around here or emailing me at christina at christina-smith.com. I'd also love to hear your feedback, positive or constructive. Be sure to rate and review and share this podcast. We're new and we can use all of the help that we can get. Thanks so much. And remember to be gentle with your humanness.